Hello, everyone. <laughs> My name is Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Riggins. <laughs> and this is DVD with Matt and Emily. That was my favorite intro we've ever done. <laughs> I made, I made Emily laugh because I just basically sat here in silence for ten straight seconds and then started the intro without warning her. <laughs> hey everyone! Hey guys, we missed you. Welcome to episode forty-seven. I don't know. I've started. I've started thinking about it harder as we approach episode fifty-two, or more importantly, fifty-three, which marks a. Uh, I, this is the thing I had to think about. It's like 53 is the... Because there's 52 weeks in a year. With mm-hmm. 53rd is the one year anniversary because it's like you've gone over into the next year. Right? Isn't it a comedy bang bang joke where they're breaking off? Where like... Oh, breaking off another hundo. Yeah. And they do 100. Uh, yeah. We're not... Well, it's another whole year before we... In a, in one year from now, we'll be breaking off a hundo. All right. Basically. This is 47. I mean, next week, we'll break off another hundo. In a, in a year from next week. Um, <sighs> Sometimes I feel... I wonder if this show is hard to follow. <laughs> the, amount of co- the amount of communication we make by giving a, each other weird eye movements... <laughs> Especially when there's no one else here. Yeah. Um, anyways, I think it's interesting to talk about the number episode. This I, is 47. Is that what I said earlier? Yes, that's what you said earlier. Uh, I started putting them in my calendar that way. or our, our, our shared TBD calendar that you don't look at. <laughs> so I consider it my calendar. Um, I look at my version of the calendar, which is up on paper, that I yeah. put TBD's recording dates on it. Yeah, just like Brett Kavanaugh. Anyways. I write Beach Week every single week. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> before we get on that tangent, um, well, I write. So I used to write. I, I've kind of I've come up with a system to to write the dates. Instead, I I used to write like, uh, you know, record episode with so and so, and then on Thursday I, I would write a note release episode with so and so. But now, because we don't always know who our guests are, so now I just number them and I go record episode 47 release episode 47 and if there is a guest in parentheses i put who that is and if it's just you and i i put parentheses m e a not emily alone mm-hmm. wow um no those are my initials if my middle name was emily <laughs> uh oh, i'm gonna say that you have to change your middle name <laughs> to my name my initials right now are mta which is like the subway i will say i will not be changing my middle name to your middle name i love my middle name i know it's your name on facebook uh my middle name is fine it's thomas the tank engine wow that whole thomas the tank engine is my middle name matt thomas the tank you can't even finish saying it matthew thomas the tank engine aramondo it's the whole thing uh how you doing you know i'm doing good i'm a little sleepy mm-hmm. um we did go out for my birthday last night mm-hmm. um this is the second part of our day today um well besides that i'm doing good yeah besides having your birthday last night you're doing good is that a weird thing besides that being sleepy okay okay 
Okay. Um, I I have taco soup waiting for me at home. Taco soup. And taco soup is my favorite soup. Is it? It's black beans and I believe pinto beans and corn beans. Wow. and tomatoes and rotel and it's rotel. It's a tomato pepper mix. Hmm. Pin- um, pinto beans, my favorite bean. If uh, I had to pick between black and pinto. <laughs> Just between those two. Not all beans, but between the two beans you put in Mexican food. Pinto's my favorite. Um, and then and then you you have some ground beef and you put taco seasoning in it and you mix it all together. And then you use sour cream and you use cheese and you you use tortilla chips and you dip it in. It's so good. Is it um thick or watery? Um it's I guess the broth is like watery, but not like super watery. Mm. But I want to describe it as a thick soup. It's a filled soup. It has lots of stuff in it. Okay. Like a ramen. (laughs) Filled with things. Yeah, but I feel like ramen has more broth. Okay. That answers my question, I think, about how much broth we're dealing with. Yeah. The broth to not broth ratio. Yeah. Um, But it's like a liquidy broth, not like a not like a chowder yeah it's like i'd say so okay sounds good i think that sounds delicious i'm pretty excited about it i had i got i got build your own tacos from a fancy restaurant on friday night which i believe fancy restaurant and build your own tacos don't normally mix they should be building them for you truly truly i guess wow i never really thought about it that way i got ripped off Wow. Eh, it's really good still. Uh, <laughs> Mexican food is my second favorite food after Italian. I'd say I like Mexican food more than Italian food, but my favorite food is French rice. I mean, the problem, I mean, listen, Mexican food is great, but I mean, Italian food, you got pizza, which is a freaking game changer. You got meatballs, spaghetti, all the different pastas, lasagna. <sighs> I don't know. Italian just knocks out of the park. Or like even just like an anti anti pasta salad. Pasta salad. Um that's I, like the that's like a really good salad. I I don't like lasagna. I don't mind that you don't like lasagna. Of all the things I just listed, it's my least favorite of those things. Okay, good. But uh there's lots of good foods that come out of Italy. I mean pizza pizza's like I'll, I'll uh, maybe this is I, we shouldn't even broach this topic, but pizza is an all-time best food to exist, I, and that's not my opinion. That is a fact. <laughs> I think it's one of the foods that most people agree upon. Like, yeah, you'd be like, "Hey, I let's order some pizza." And no one's going to be like, "Oh, I hate pizza." They might be like, "Oh, I'm not really in the mood for pizza." Yeah, I've run into that person before, and they are freaks. Um, no offense, to anyone who doesn't like pizza. That's why it's like. Anytime there's just like a, a gathering, you just like buy a pizza or like, that's why whenever you're in college and they're like, we're going to have a little meeting, let's buy 10 pizzas or whatever. Yeah. It's because it's like, yeah, it's so agreeable. And also you can eat it like every day. It's one of the only foods I feel like I could have. If I had to eat pizza every day, I probably wouldn't mind. If lunch was replaced by it's pizza time, <laughs> that would not be a huge problem for me. Like mandatory pizza time. I like pizza. I don't think I would eat it every single day. I'm. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think I could. 
just saying I could do it if I had to. Um. <laughs> Sorry for that brief pause. I just had to fix Emily's microphone. Um, he lunged across the couch. Uh, yeah, you heard it. I the little ruffle noise is my shoulder hitting my own microphone. Um, Matt, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm I'm feeling great. I'm not even that sleepy, although I do feel like I'm low energy, which is coming from last week's episode where I talked about having low energy. <laughs> um. But I'm good. I'm going to make a... I'm like... I'm feeling great. I'm alive. I'm awake. Uh, alive, alert, awake, enthusiastic. enthusiastic. Uh, live, alert. We both snapped instead of clapped. Isn't that fun? I think that's a fun thing. I'm alive, alert, awake. I'm awake, alert, alive. I'm alive, alert, awake, enthusiastic. I um thought about... I was like thinking about this this podcast and like how sometimes we have like announcements or whatever and how we could have a segment called announcements. I, this is not a pitch to you, but it's sort of just where my brain went. Like we have a lot of announcements. I wonder if we should have a section just like called announcements or whatever. And it reminded me that in boy Scouts um, at my camp, we had uh, a lot of songs and a lot of call and response randomness that you would just mm-hmm. do at different parts of the day. <laughs> Usually, Usually it'd be someone like me trying to be a jerk, but mm. really like having a good time, trying to have a good time, but it comes off as being a jerk. And one of them was anytime somebody said announcements, you would sing the announcements song. And it was this long, annoying <laughs> song to sing. And it was to de-incentivize anyone from making announcements. <laughs> and there, there's like a version of it that's just uh, one verse and you sing announcements, 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 etc. But then there were like additional verses that you could go down. And if you really wanted to like irritate the person trying to make whatever announcement they were trying to make, you would sing multiple verses of this song. Um, I'm sure I, I'm sure I made lots of people mad by being that annoying person who brought up the announcement song. Uh, I also feel like sometimes, sometimes someone tried doing like a, a truly serious announcement, but not serious as in like someone died or whatever, but some, you know, I don't know. They just like really had to, really wanted to get a message across and we started singing it and they just freaked out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, whatever. Tough. Tough stuff. So that's what that uh, Alive Awake alert. And also we would sing, like, I don't know if sing, I don't That would come up sometimes. <laughs> row, um, row, row your boat gently oh, down we'd sing that stream. in a round. Like, merrily, you know. merrily. Row, row, row. Life is but a dream. You get the picture. Um, I think that's a good enough amount of banter, right? We're caught up. I think we're good. We're doing good. We're doing great. We're doing great here. Let's move on. (sighs) Oh, God. Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea. Talk. Tea talk. Our tea today is from listener Sue Pellegrini, and she sent us tea from Oregon as part of our tea exchange. I sent, well, we sent her some teas. And Emily she, was going to say that she did, which is true. It was <laughs> Emily who did it. <laughs> I did do it. Um, I sent it from Ohio, fun fact. Um, and she sent us back these two teas that she bought for us in Oregon. Um, and so we're not having two teas today. We're just having one tea. 
We'll have the other tea another time. Yes. <laughs> tea um, for another time. But you're welcome. Email us at tbdpodcast at gmail.com if you would like some of our extra leftover tea and want to send us some tea. We'll switch around some teas. You don't have to send us tea. I can just send you some extra tea. <laughs> yeah. But I do love tea, so you're welcome to send them to us. Emily has truly taken this on as her thing. I want to spread my Johnny tea seeds. Emily tea seeds. Emily the tea. Emily tea leaves. Emily tea leaves. There it is. That's Johnny me. Johnny Appleseed. Emily Apple Tea. <laughs> Emily Apple Steep. Emily Apple TV. Uh, I don't know what that is. Whatever. I love my Apple TV. Um, I believe Apple TV is going to go away. That's my that's that's a that's a bold not not a bold statement. But by how's me. it going to go away? A bold prediction. Well, they just announced um, that they're going to start including iTunes on Samsung TVs in 2018 and 19 models. And it's basically because Apple hardware has taken a hit. People aren't buying as many phones and people aren't buying as many things like Apple TV or whatever. So... I will say that's because if you have an Apple TV, I feel like you have one already. uh, Yes, but... Uh, part of the reason they were having slumping sales and things like that is because they're realizing they need to sort of switch from hardware more less less hardware less dependency on hardware and more dependency on things like the iTunes store mm-hmm. for in, for instance so um it seems like they're going to start putting iTunes like currently I can't get iTunes on my Android phone but I would not be surprised if in the near future they release an iTunes for Android and they start trying to more or less copy what Google does and just let, you know, because you can get Google apps on any phone or any Android TV or on Mm -hmm. your computer or anything. And so I think Apple is going to really try to like dive into that. And then, you know, Apple TV is probably going to, because Apple TV is, I don't believe is an overly successful product of theirs, basically because so many TVs are just smart TVs now. Yeah. Um, Or people... I mean, for me, I, I have an Xbox that just plays all my stuff, and it's I'm not going to buy a separate uh, Apple TV when I have a perfectly good thing that p- both plays video games and does like Netflix yeah. and all that stuff. Anyways, this episode isn't about Apple TV. It's not, although I do love my Apple TV. Um, although, that's weird. We haven't said that uh, catchphrase in a while. <laughs> uh, Matt, tell us what we're drinking today. Is I'm going to try to guess how to pronounce most of these words. <laughs> Lebrang, L A B R A N G. That's right, Lebrang. Lebrang Tea Traders. It is 100% Oregon or Oregon grown. Please correct me about how to pronounce Oregon. I like to think of Oregon Trail, although I suppose I could have called it Oregon Trail when I was a kid. But I call it Oregon Trail. Interesting. Uh, the tea is an herbal tea, and it is called the w- Willow <laughs> Willamette or Williamette. I think it's Willamette. Uh, it sounds better. Yeah. Willamette Sunset. Wow. Uh, What's in it? So it's got a little pattern. This is fun. I don't really talk about the teas. You, you take the lead on the tea so often. <laughs> Will, uh, Willamette Sunset. Floral, sweet, and soothing with a full mouth feel. A bright combination of herbs. Bru- herbs? Brews? Herbs? Brews? Combination of herbs brews into a sunny yellow. 
and leaves with a feeling uh, and leaves with a feeling of calm patience. I'm having a really hard time reading this. I will say I don't think it's my fault. I think it's written like a poem. <laughs> I read this out loud as well and I struggled on the same things you did. It's making me feel better. Yeah. It's okay. I trust that you can speak correctly and read. Um, although I can read better in the dark than you, I think. That's true. I can't read in the dark. I'm having a good time with this. Uh, tea for a better today is their slogan. We've got uh, Oregon-grown marshmallow root, um, which is the tree that they grow marshmallows on. Yep. It has marshmallows of fruit. And uh, hyssop, lavender, and spearmint. Oh, the spearmint is what I smelled earlier. Mm, I can taste the spearmint. I've not tasted yet. So. Oh, wow. Um, so oh, I, I mostly... smell of this. So both teas that she sent us did have marshmallow root on it. But I picked this one because marshmallow root was further up the list. And we I don't think we've had a tea with marshmallow root in it. I did not realize marshmallow was any kind of plant. It's back on your foot. Uh, <laughs> I... Um, I was unaware. I thought there were marshmallow men like in Ghostbusters. Um, and that when we eat marshmallows, it's their um, leavings. Mm-hmm. I hope that's not too crass. Or, or it could be like their eggs. That's what I was thinking. Um, or do, like just little baby, baby marshmallow. Oh. Um, but actually, I did look this up. Marshmallow root is a plant where the extract... At one point, was used to make something that was very similar to marshmallows. Although in present day, it's not used to make marshmallows. Too bad, I say. Yeah, but the roots are very fluffy. Uh, yeah, it was like little. I described it as it looks like um, dandelions when you mm-hmm. can blow the seeds away on them. I actually thought that they were named like marshmallow root because they looked like little marshmallows, even though they didn't really. But they were fluffy like a marshmallow. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, the fruit, the color orange is named after the fruit, not the other way around, which I think is very strange. So I didn't know if marshmallow was some sort of weird, which came first kind of name. Yeah. Like we invented the food and then this plant looked like it or smelled like it or something. Because um, I, I think the orange thing is really weird. Like before there was a fruit orange, we didn't describe the color orange. Humans didn't describe it or however they describe They were just called it yellow or something, you know? That's crazy. It's such a different color. Yeah. Or they were like yellow, red. <laughs> that really made me laugh. <laughs> um, do you want to say how you feel about this tea? Um, I do. you already drank some of it. Yeah. I'm enjoying this tea. Um, I can definitely taste the spearmint. Um, I don't know if I can taste the marshmallow root, but I'm tasting something. Um, it has a nice flavor that you can like s- feel the different parts. I don't know what a whole mouth feel means. Um, uh, well, it's weird because obviously you feel it on your whole mouth because it's tea. It just fills up your whole mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just had my first sip. I like it. What do you taste? I taste spearmint. I, um, I have said before that one of the reasons I got it one of the potential contributing factors to me drinking tea was that my grandmother drank tea. Mm-hmm. I did not drink tea with her. I don't believe ever, <laughs> but it is a thought I have, you know? Um, but she also really liked spearmint gum. <laughs> uh, or is it spearmint or one of those? What, yeah. Spearmint or spearmint ish gums. 
And I used to chew that gum a lot, even like when I was a kid, which is like not a very kid style of uh, gum. Yeah. <laughs> it was not bubblicious. Um, and so this is like sort of hit, this is a double whammy of re- reminding me of uh, <laughs> early tea drinking <laughs> or early tea memories. She also smoked cigarettes. I don't think of I don't think of those very often though. <laughs> um, so I pulled out a little bit of the tea for us to look at. Um, when I was pouring it out for our picture and for the tea making process, um, I also saw tiny little purple flowers that I don't know if are in the current cup, but it's it's actually like pretty bright. There's a lot of different colors. There's the marshmallow root, which is fluffy, but then there's like leaves that are like a bright green, not like a dull tea green. Which is nice. Um, let's see what else. I'm not super happy with my light right now, but make sure you talk in that microphone. Um, <laughs> your light is your light is too too dark. I can give you a picture of the tea. Uh, maybe that would be good. I can't see anything. <laughs> As previously discussed, I don't think I should be allowed to drive at night because I can't see. Um. Yeah. Discussed with me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, off the podcast yeah um there's Uh, like little purple tiny leaves there's little chunks of white stuff and really what i think is amazing is that the leaves are such a bright green uh yeah it's that spearmint right probably um oh yeah the i didn't even notice the purple stuff and it's like a tumbleweedy looking it's like tumbleweed it looks like you took tumbleweed uh-huh. and a cactus and threw them both yeah. in a blender yeah. and made tea. Check out our Instagram for photos of that. Well, possibly tomorrow if you're listening to the day the episode comes out. Because that's when I put my tea picks out. Hey, um, hey, Matt. Yeah, me? I have a question. <sighs> well, I can't even it? imagine what this question is, but okay. sure, you can ask. Um, Matt, is this um, tea, which is... <laughs> LeBrang Traders. Which is LeBrang Traders Herbal Willamette Sunset, which is 100% Oregon grown. A new tea brand to the podcast. Was this Willamette Sunset Tea your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? This is a refreshing tea. Um, As discussed, you know, we're not always huge um, herbal tea fans, but this one is really refreshing, you know, and it's... Maybe the whole mouthfeel is like how like kind of crisp it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I could look up. I've heard that phrase before, but mm-hmm. I just don't know what it means. Uh, but yeah, it's this is a really refreshing tea. I think it would be an interesting iced tea as well. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I will rate this my cup of tea. Really rebounded from last week. I know. I felt so bad. It, it does. It feels bad. I know. But you got to do it when you feel it. Luckily, it only took us two hours to get to another uh, <laughs> recording of this. Um, Emily Claire. Rickens. <laughs> um, <laughs> Please only whisper my last name from now on. Oh. Mm, okay. No, that's okay. I like my last name. I like my whole name. My mom and dad get a, did a good job. Um, yeah. I was almost named Ralph the Fourth, which... I've explained to people was a, 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 a smart decision to not name me Ralph, which is a weird name for a, someone born after 1970. Also, you're not a Ralph. No, but think about how different I might have looked, acted. Um, think Ra- how my, my life might be uh, completely different if I had a different name. It's true. 
um how often i mean even the smallest difference in your life could make like a huge you know butterfly effect but a new a different name would change your whole personality i know um i spent a lot of my life with people calling referring to me specifically by my last name um possibly because there's a lot of matthews possibly because my last name is fun to say but if i was named ralph people would just always say that because that's no i've never met another ralph other than my my dad my grandfather and my great-grandfather <laughs> okay ralph that's how i would talk to you yeah oh and the yeah and the guy from uh christmas story ralphie yeah he was definitely born in the 70s although uh, i don't necessarily know when that movie was made or set <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, it's supposed to be the narrator's childhood. So it's supposed to be set earlier, I think, than... It's from the 80s, but it's supposed to be set earlier than the 80s. All right, so it could be sure. 60s or 70s? Yeah. Um, at least if I'm saying that correctly. Maybe it is supposed to be in the 80s and it's him telling his, his future self. Like, the, the, the narrator is time traveling. I love. I would. Oh, I'd watch that movie. The narrator time travels. <laughs> Emily, do you find this Willamette sunset tea from our good friend Sue? Is this your cup of tea, or not your cup of tea? Well, Ralph, <laughs> what a great question. Um, I like the way that felt. <laughs> um, this <laughs> cup of tea is. I I like how you said it's a refreshing tea. I'm also finding it relaxing. Like mm. I could picture me drinking this before I go to bed. I put my feet up. When I wanna when I just wanna calm down but still want a hot drink, which is generally all the time. <laughs> calm down, hot drink. Um and you know, I like the spearmint, but it's not in your face. I wouldn't describe this as a mint tea, even though it does have mint in it. Um, and it's a prominent flavor. Um I gotta say you know, it's my cup of tea. Wow, two for two. Feels good. <laughs> Way better than a two for three, like last week. Um, great. Two for two. Tea talk complete? Tea talk done? I don't even remember which of those I'm, I was supposed to say anymore. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I say tea talk done. Okay. Complete. Mm-hmm. It feels right. Um. Okay. Hey, Matt. Oh, me. Yeah. I'm oh, Matt. With this new format, mm-hmm. you get to have a mini topic today. That is true. What's your mini topic today? Um, great question. I, um, as has been stated on this podcast, love Legos. Wow. Or Lego bricks, as one might more properly say. I once covered... Um, planet ice planet 2000 what was that I, 2001 ice planet 2001 yeah i never that's the name of the topic but i i never until i was researching the topic knew that it was like 2001 <laughs> <laughs> i always knew it as like ice planet or whatever or i would as a kid probably called it the guys with chainsaws <laughs> um but i i'm gonna take this ch- uh, chance that was a different mini topic was uh the ice ice planet but i'm going to take this opportunity to discuss another brand of uh lego that i am a huge fan of and you can see multiple of them around the room and that is the star wars legos wow star wars lego which is 
truly a gigantic portion of Lego. There are so many, like everything that's ever been in a Star Wars movie or like cartoon <laughs> or more has been um, Lego, Legoized. And I own many of them, although not all of them. Uh, it's probably, it's, it's among my favorite thing, favorite Legos to collect. Mm-hmm. They're very good. Um, do you have a Death Star? I do not have a Death Star. Wow. I am somewhat known for my obscure Star mm-hmm. Wars collections. Wow. For example, I do not own an X-Wing. I do not own a TIE Fighter. I do not own a Star Destroyer or the Death Star or the Millennium Falcon. Wow. And I feel like those are all pretty big. Those would be the ones you get. Ones. If you think Star Wars Legos, you're probably thinking one of those things. No, I don't got those. Mm-mm. I have a lot of episode one <laughs> Legos, which are possibly the strangest ones to own. Like I own, you know, Queen Amidala. She's queen of Naboo. And Naboo is where they have the, the droid army fight and all that stuff. So I own a Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> a... Qui-Gon Jinn, a, a bunch, uh, Darth Maul, uh, mini figurines, mini figures. Um, and I also own like from Naboo, just the, uh, <laughs> um, it's like the patrol unit <laughs> that just, it's a little green car, like a hover car or whatever yeah. that just travels around Naboo and make sure everyone's okay. And I own that Lego set, like such a weird nothing Lego set. I also own Anakin Skywalker's like little yellow plane from um, the the Phantom Menace. Yes. I own his pod racer too. Um, I own a lot of weird, like, cause that was in, what was that? 99 that came out. That was like a good year for me to buy a lot of Legos. I was just going to ask, is that just because of the timing of it? Probably largely. So I own a lot of those. Um, but I also, I mean, I do own other stuff. Like I have Boba Fett's Slave One, which is uh, sitting over there. And so I have like a Han Solo Frozen in Carbonite piece, which is among my favorites. I can imagine that being cool. It's cool. I think I've seen I, it. It's a nice little yawn you did into the microphone. Oh, you... sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> you were like, that sounds cool. <laughs> Let me try that again. You can edit that out if you want. You don't have to. I won't. That does sound cool. I think I've seen it. Yeah, it's around. Um I have a B wing, which is the one that's sitting up top. I would, I prefer to get A wings. Uh, I also have an A wing. <laughs> uh, I have an A wing, a B wing, a U wing, which is um, like the one from uh, Rogue One. I bought that. F- I bought that after Rogue One came out. <laughs> um, I have a uh, Ray um, from uh, her speeder from. Um, the Force Awakens, mm-hmm. her little junk carrying thing. Uh, I bought that on kind of a whim, and I like used to have it on my desk, and it's somewhere else now. I did, I ran out of room on my desk. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like the B wing for example. Like that's an older Lego set that I bought off like eBay or something. Um, because I w- I wanted it. Because <laughs> the set, the things about Star Wars Lego sets is they come in and out of production, mm-hmm. and they will revamp them. So I have the old. Uh, slave one's uh, spaceship they have a new one that is like way more impressive than mine yeah. is but i really like mine because it's old and crappier 
Uh, and so I have like the old Boba Fett, the old Han frozen in carbonite, which is just a piece. Like the Lego piece just has him painted onto it. Yeah. Where the newer one is more of a, it's a 3D thing. Three, three dimensional, uh, more of a sculpture than mine. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I would love to have some of that, the bigger, crazier sets, but I don't really have the room or the money. Well, the will to spend that much money on them. I also think probably time consuming, right? Yeah. Um, although as mentioned on the show, I don't really binge watch TV, but the few times I have sort of binge watch TV is if I am building a Lego set mm-hmm. and I'll just like throw something on Netflix and I'll just build the whole Lego set and I'll watch like three hours of TV in a row. <laughs> um, but the reason I'm basically able to do that is because I'm, tr- I am like multitasking. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I also love, so I love Star Wars as mentioned I didn't whole, know that whole topic about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of my very favorite things to do with Legos is to collect minifigures, mm-hmm. which are the, the characters, minifigs. Mm-hmm. And um, I like I like that generally. Like I will collect the you know not a lot of non yeah um you know Star Wars is like a franchise thing, and actually Star Wars Legos come they're more expensive than regular Legos yeah. because they have to pay for the licensing the licensing on it and uh uh i like minifigures in general but the really great thing about star wars ones is you can collect like the characters from the movies and you can collect them as different versions of themselves mm-hmm. um so you know there's just basically one chewbacca <laughs> but there's lots of versions of other characters for example uh, i have Luke Skywalker as he's found on Tatooine. And I have Luke Skywalker as he's found in uh um so he so it's just a farm like the farm boy look yeah. he has in A New Hope. I have a version of him where he's like Return of the Jedi uh all dressed in black mm-hmm. and actually like because he has got one of one of his hands cut off in mm-hmm. empire strikes back he has one of his hands on the character is a black like it's supposed to have like the glove on it so it's a different color hand yeah. than his other hand which i think is a nice touch um i also have a version of luke skywalker when he got beat up by the tauntaun in empire strikes back and he has to be in the tank and the healing tank and he has like cuts on his face and it's like i have a ver i own that version of luke where he's like messed up i think they have a version of like anakin skywalker after he gets beaten up by obi-wan kenobi and he's like all scarred too which i think is just such a crazy piece to exist yeah um and then one of my prides or two of my prides enjoy Mm -hmm. they really come as a set um is that I have a Han Solo and a Luke Skywalker that have their, that are wearing their medals from oh. the end of A New Hope, which is such a obscure, like specific, like I just to have them from this one scene <laughs> is that's that's like the kind of piece I really like having. How do you get minifigures? Do you buy them in sets or do they sell them separately? Um, both. Um, and a third way as well. <laughs> uh, so a lot of times, so that that will be how I might buy a set if I'm like like the the U wing, for instance, um, <clears throat> had uh, like a lot of like different characters from yeah. Rogue One. So I was like, that's a cool set to own. Or it is a good reason to buy um, the like the Millennium Falcon because it's like, oh, that comes with 
a bunch of awesome characters or the death star is like oh i get to have all all of these you know anyone who would be on the death star so it's like pretty cool um or i also own like the 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 um the battle of hoth the ice planet battle oh wow another ice planet thing um <laughs> they that's a that's a set that i own um that's kind of supposed to be more of it's more of a set than it is a, like a lot of the things i own are spaceships yeah but that one is actually a set that is supposed to mimic the underground the both the underground and the above ground versions of that base and so that one has some like really cool stuff so it has like the winter version of leia princess leia in her sort of winter outfit mm-hmm. and han solo in his like big like his hoodie like that he goes and finds luke in <laughs> um that big like puffy jacket he wears so like those specific pieces so one of the reasons i bought that hot set is like oh i want the winter version of everybody <laughs> um it is otherwise a cool set and has like some cool features but like that was a big factor in getting yeah. that one was was wanting winter winter everyone <laughs> um and um sometimes i've just collected them just some of the pieces i have some of them i have like they are cool but i don't i didn't buy it specifically for that one um or i get them as they're always a good gift people can always get me legos as gifts (laughs) so uh i think it's like i have a kylo ren and a uh finn from um oh and uh tr tr 8r uh who is uh the stormtrooper that fights finn in um in the force awakens mm-hmm. he's called tr8r because he's the one who yells traitor uh, tr8r get it um because <laughs> all stormtro- stormtroopers have like code number yeah yeah whatever that's i don't know uh an fn11 or whatever is finn that's how he gets to yeah finn. yeah and uh those are that's and there's like tk421 that's the one in uh that's the one that han and luke beat up to steal their uh stormtrooper stuff in uh uh a new hope Mm. yeah those are that is maybe the extent of the ones that i know they're they're called names for (laughs) um uh, and then you can also you can sort of buy them in. i think you could just buy them sort of individually or in sets I don't know about the Star Wars ones. I know like there's a lot of like the Simpsons Legos that you can buy yeah. that way. I've never, I actually have never bought, uh, I've never bought one that way. I always either buy them in a set or the other way I get them, uh, which is actually how I have both the Han and Luke with the medals is I have two books <laughs> that, uh, one of them is a book of just like, it just photos of all the different Star Wars minifigures yeah. And it came with Han with the medal mm-hmm. in the book. Um, it's kind of like, I mean, there are, it's obviously is a book for kids, but it's kind of like when you see books for kids that have like a really thick front cover and they have like a toy yeah. or something in them. That's basically how I got that Han. And that came as a, that was actually, that was a gift to me in a secret Santa. Pretty good. That's a good that's secret good. Santa gift. That's good. And then I was like, oh, how do I get the Luke? And then <laughs> I want the, I need both of them. And I found out that that was a book um, that is a similar book, but instead of photos of the minifigures, it's photos of the sets, the, yeah. like starships and things like that. So I have 
these are pretty old, so they don't include like any of the newer stuff now. Um, but they're they're at the time they have all all the prequels and all the original trilogy for I don't know, let's say like two thousand when like in like two thousand twelve or something. At that at the time of printing, <laughs> has everything prior to that. Yeah, uh, which is how I found like a bunch of really like crazy minifigures that I just like I flipped through. I'm like, whoa, what a cool, weird thing that is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's common to get minifigures from books, but I do have those too. <laughs> um, I've been ranting a bit. Do you um, have anything to comment on? Up until last week, I had a Dobby minifigure on my keychain, mm-hmm. but I took it off and threw it away because it was disgusting. Wow. And I currently still have, well, no, that's not a Lego. I have a Niffler now, but he's not a Lego. A Niffler? It's from the new Fantastic Beasts movies. Mm. For there, a long time, I had Harry Potter on my keychain, but then he lost an arm. His hair would fall off. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of Harry Potter Legos. Actually, one of the coolest things to come out last year was like this huge Hogwarts like castle thing, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't even care that much about. It. I would like, I want this. <laughs> yeah, it cost like three hundred dollars, so I obviously did not buy it. But, um, but you could have it out right now. I was like, what a, it, like I just like looking at like I do like. I do just really admire most Lego, like any like really yeah. in-depth Lego I'm super into. Um, I just own a ton of these Star Wars ones and they're so easy to like want them. <laughs> I bought I bought my brother a bunch too. I bought him like Kylo Ren's spaceship and I think like, uh, uh, or no, not Kylo. Wait, was it Kylo Ren? I don't know. I bought him, but I did buy him an X-Wing from uh, The Force Awakens. Now I'm confusing whether it's I think I did buy him Kylo Ren's spaceship. I don't know. Uh, I know he has one of those big ones, but it could. Now I'm thinking it's the one from Rogue One with uh, Krennic on it, the bad guy. Yes. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you should get some Harry Potter Legos. I should spruce up your apartment with some Legos. I do love Harry Potter. This isn't about Harry Potter Legos, though. This is about Star Wars Legos. Yes. Um, uh, okay, so you've listed a lot of your, a lot of the ones you have. Can you name me? Pick one, and it's the only one you're allowed to keep. I'm only allowed to keep one. Yeah. Why? What happened? I don't. I don't know. Is there something wrong? Um. You've been told that you'll have to get kicked out of your apartment unless you only keep one. Oh, like I sign a new lease and there's a yeah. there's a limit. Yeah. What's the best one I have? Um, I mean, I like my B wing because how weird it is, but I don't know if it's my favorite. The the U uh, uh the U wing and the Y wings are both really cool too. Sort of newer and complex. Um, my probably my most sentimental one is my original snow speeder. Mm-hmm. Um. Which I don't think I mentioned quite yet. Uh, that one's that one's quite good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to be the greediest, I guess I would probably say I want to keep my Battle of Hoth because that's probably the biggest one I have, mm-hmm. the most minifigures. So I also I also get to keep all my winter winter friends. <laughs> Goodbye to your summer friends. Hello to your winter friends. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to keep my Hoth set. Which gets to be, there's a, there is a speeder in there. There's Chewbacca. There's Leia. 
Luke, Han. Mm. That's really gonna. That's 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 a good one. Um, throwing away the U wing would be a travesty. <laughs> um, yeah. If I could keep all the minifigures, I would probably just throw away all the rest of the Legos. That would also keep me happy. Wow. I mean, not happy in the general thing sense, but happy enough. <laughs> you need a place to show them all. Uh, yeah, well, they're just like, I mean, do have them out, but they're just kind of scattered in yeah. a way. Kylo Ren is staring at us right now from above my TV. Oh, Kylo! Um, yeah. And... Uh, I also really, I do really like my like Boba Fett and stuff like that. I don't know. I've thought about displaying them slightly differently, but I'd have to move some stuff around. That's annoying. I have a lot of them. Um, I should also briefly say there's there's also a ton of Star Wars Lego video games. Yes. Uh, and I've played a couple of them, and they're they're fun, but they're uh, I think I'm above their age range for the most part. Like they're fun because they're Star Wars and because they're Legos, but yeah. they're not really challenging to someone like me yeah um do you find putting together these can be challenging or are you just following the rules or oh um with the star wars ones i kind of just do them i just kind of make them because i like the model of them Mm -hmm. and i know what they're supposed to look like and things i'm also less i don't spend as much time just playing with legos anymore you know like when i was a kid i would do whatever just go crazy yeah (laughs) but now i'm a little less inventive although one thing i've been trying to get going and i i have like i do i have like two two things of legos that are just plain legos like they're Mm -hmm. not branded to be they don't come with directions they're just legos Mm -hmm. and i've bought some other legos to that are not like i've bought like not custom legos but like one-off legos that i'll buy because i'm trying to I'm tr- I'm trying to like enhance my sets. So mm-hmm. like uh I have my Ewing from from Rogue One and I kind of want to I'm trying to build like a little base, but that yeah would be that's that's my own thing I'm making. Yeah. And uh it wouldn't be much. It just sort of like makes it look nicer in my apartment. Mm-hmm. So it has like a place to stick the characters. Yeah. Cuz I think like so if you get a big spaceship and it comes to all these characters, the only place to put the characters is in the spaceship, but then I don't get to show them off. Yeah. They're in a spaceship. So I'm trying to kind of, my plan is to make some sort of dis- displays that like feel natural to the spaceship. So yeah. they're, it's landed somewhere <laughs> and the people on it can sort of stand around Hi. on it. I like that idea. Uh, so working on that one. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll binge watch some TV show and uh, <laughs> build that. Could always watch the second season of uh, Luke Cage or Iron Fist that way, knowing that those shows have been canceled and I don't really need to watch them. <laughs> Um, that can be it for me. Okay. You feel good? Yeah, I feel good. Okay, it's my turn. Hey, Emily. Um, I liked your Lego topic. Thank you. Um, now it's time for my topic. And my topic today <laughs> is... I like that intro. <laughs> my topic today is... I don't know if it's my favorite thing. It's the best thing. It's a good thing. It's the good place. <laughs> wow, we're doing it. Talking um, about the good place. I love the good place. It's. I don't know if it's, I want to say it's my favorite show of all time, but I will say I don't rewatch a lot of shows, and I will just rewatch the good place when I'm feeling down Quick. or feeling happy. Okay. 
How do you do? You feel like we're gonna for sure spoil this show? Yes, we're gonna get to that. Okay. Well, I just I want to say yes. it right now before we even make people think about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we're spoiling. So I I do believe we will spoil it because I think there's things about the good place you cannot discuss without spoiling it. I don't know how much we'll spoil the second and third season, although we might discuss them. So if you're worried about being spoiled on the good place, don't listen. If you are worried about being spoiled for season one, definitely don't listen because we will discuss that for sure. Now, spoiler wise, I do think there are twists. Yes. But, and I was thinking about this recently, I don't think they're that detrimental to know. Like, I do think they're really fun to find out the first time. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think it, I don't think it ruins it. Like, I think once, like, it's like those moments are really cool, but it's like, it's fine. I think, honestly. It doesn't doesn't ruin later things to know the earlier stuff happens. Yeah. I will say the only one I would be truly worried about is season one. Yeah. I think that is, the other ones then you're starting to expect it, so then they're not as shocking. Anyways, if you're worried about being spoiled, don't listen. Now we're going to speak freely from here on out because I can't, yeah. I can't be censored anymore. Speak freely. Speak freely. Um, let's start at season one. Um, I can't think of a better place to start. <laughs> um, so part of the reason I like the show so much is that I feel like, and this is a true of most TV shows I listen to or watch, watch and podcasts I listen to. They're just a bunch of friends being nice to each other mostly and caring about each other. And while I would say the good place characters are not maybe the most nice to each other, especially at first, they, they come to care about each other and it's very beautiful. And I think that's why I like it so much. It's very heartwarming. It makes my heart full and happy. Um, but so season one, you think you're watching a show about a girl who gets to heaven and she's not supposed to be there. Right? Yeah. That's what you That's what happens. But episode one, Holy mother forking shirt balls. They're in the bad place. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was amazed. I think they did such a good job. I immediately went back to the first episode of the first season. Maybe not immediately, but and watched it. And they do such a good job of making it feel very real that they're in the bad place when you don't know that but they don't you don't when you're watching the first season you're not expecting it to be a show with twists and then it's a show with a twist yeah so um when we were watching it or when when i was first watching it so emily made me watch this let's just get that out there it's my favorite show emily made me watch the show although i i i have a whole thing i i should say i should say about michael sure but i'll save that for a little bit um I was enjoying watching the show, but I was like, I was pretty unclear what made it so remarkable. <laughs> so when they do, they do reveal that they're in um, the bad place. I'm like, well, finally <laughs> in my head, like, like I, yeah, I was kind of waiting for that moment to happen because I knew people really liked the show and I started watching it when it already had, it was in its second or the second season had finished. I think the second season had finished. Yeah. And I started watching it and I knew people were talking about, it, but also in my head, I was like, but I also know a lot of TV shows. Like the first season isn't always the strongest or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I was like, I don't know, maybe the second season is like truly where this show heats up, which is true. It is true. <laughs> um, uh, but I guess, yeah, yeah. And I will say now the, the twist did get me, although probably five minutes before the twist is revealed, I kind of figured it out mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I was like, or I, I don't remember exactly the episode, but I remember shortly before it go being like, hmm, because, and I'll say there is many moments that and you were saying about like them hinting towards it or yeah. whatever. There were parts that I was like, this is like, this is like incongruous to this being the good place. Yeah. And so like, there were always moments where I was like, interesting. Like, I think Tahani is like a good. Yeah. Like the, I mean, I mean, it is like, like Chidi is the most, like his thing is that he's indecisive or whatever. That's like why he went to the bad place. Um, So his is like the most like require something, <laughs> but they do talk about, they do talk many, there are several things about Tahani that they talk about ahead of time that you're like, that seems that seems wrong with the, yeah. the whole good place thing. I mean, you, I mean, you, I mean, given that, okay, so the four, so it's Chidi, yes. Eleanor, Tahani, and, and Jason. Jason, who are the the people that think they're in heaven, but yeah. are in hell. Yeah. Now, half of them, you already do know they are not like, supposed, they're to, be supposed to be in hell or yeah. whatever. So like, so like, there's nothing that other than it's weird. Yeah. There's nothing to throw you off. Yeah. Chidi again his reason is like you know i think it's purposely the weakest reason like they're just like but i i, I hey, think with chidi it's that how it affects the people around him yes that is yes. true um but like his is like like that's uh, that's like the writer's definition of what sends somebody to hell you know yeah um whereas whereas tahani her character is like doing things yeah like making things like overly competitive or whatever but she um, also does a lot of good things she does but they do also they address they do, they do address that she's doing it for the wrong reasons yes the, the whole wrong reasons her thing. motivation is corrupt um but they do talk about i mean they talk about her motivation yeah before it's revealed a twist yeah so there were like certain things like i guess her character that i was yeah which some of it takes you a while to get because you I, at first because like all the ads are just uh uh eleanor and michael pictures of them yeah (laughs) and it takes you a little while to realize like who's necessarily like an ongoing character like i now know who i know it's like the five of them are all like in it for the long haul but in the beginning you never you're not you're not sure like oh is jason just there for you know five episodes or something um because i don't i don't know i don't i didn't look ahead either so i didn't know like oh in season three or whatever they're all still there yeah um because there's also like a sense like, oh, does some of these, because you never like, well, <laughs> there's something strange about the show that no, I think maybe no show, maybe no uh, problems have actually been solved yet. <laughs> but you kind of wonder like, oh, will they solve the problem of someone like Jason's not supposed to be here. Does that get solved? Yeah. You know, and then we're not worried about that, but we're still thinking about Eleanor. Yeah. Um. Oh, what was I going to say? Um, I feel like we need to... Mm. Ugh, never mind. Sorry. Um, I. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Who do you think is the worst person out of the four main characters on Earth? Uh, Chidi, Tahani, Jason, or 
Eleanor? Who's the worst person? Um, God, I, well, it's not Chidi. It's not Chidi. I would agree. I also don't think it's Dahani. I don't think it's Dahani either. Because I, th- the whole like corrupt morals thing, which actually, as you, I mean, fast forward to season three, you realize that it's, maybe they all do deserve to be in the good place because the whole thing is the point system is exactly. messed up. Yeah. Uh, but so Tahani, I, yeah, I don't mind, like, I don't know. I, I feel like so much good done is for your own good, your own self, whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's not necessarily awful. Like it's, I guess like if it's like, if it is strictly for fame or whatever, it's bad. But like, if you think it's like good things will make people think I'm a good person. It's like, that's not the worst opinion to have. That's true. Um, I mean, maybe it's like a sociopath would think that <laughs> they're trying to prove they have emotions yeah. or whatever. One of my favorite running jokes. And before I forget to say this about Chidi is that whenever it, it bring it's brought up that he is in the bad, that he is in the bad place. He think he blames eating almonds because he knows that they're bad for the environment, but yeah. he ate them anyway. So I think it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, Jason's like a true criminal. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, he's the worst. Uh, I guess like him and Eleanor are both kind of the worst in their separate ways. Like Eleanor knows she's a shitty person uh, and still just like does like awful stuff. And Jason's just kind of stupid. Yeah. (laughs) And unfortunately he's from Florida. So um, (laughs) sorry, Florida. Um, Although she's from Arizona, right? Yeah. She's Arizona trash. A state that uh, I feel like if it weren't for Florida, We'd all be talking about Arizona a lot more, <laughs> I think. I don't know. Email us your worst state, uh, everyone. And if you're part of one of those states... We're sorry. Um, let us know why it's not the worst state. Or agree with us, and that's fine. Uh, I don't... I like... I've never been to... Oh, no. I've Technically, I have been set foot in Arizona. I went to the Grand Canyon, <laughs> uh, the Hoover Dam. And I... Florida's fine. I've been to Florida a couple of times. <sighs> So I'd say it's a tie between those two. I think it's Jason. Which is maybe why they, in the first couple episodes, they're the two that they like, yeah. say are there. Because yeah. like Tahani and, and Chidi yeah. are not as obviously bad. Because, I mean, I think, yes, Eleanor is rude and not very nice and self-centered and only cares about her well-being. But Jason is an actual criminal whose deeds have hurt people. He throws a Molotov cocktail at someone's boat. Yes, yes. I guess I guess the only break I'm giving him is is he's stupid. <laughs> so stupid. And he and for Florida, he might actually be a good guy. <laughs> I'm done taking Bortles! I'm done trashing that. I mean he just he's just like and well and you have to like add in that his dad is like a c- complete psycho too. <laughs> yeah. Who like raised him to be crazy. Yeah. Not that Eleanor's parents are very good either, but they didn't raise her. That was a problem. Yeah. But she has an awareness to it all. That's, exactly. That, I think, is what lends her to also yeah. being uh, being a, a, a problematic person. Um, okay, I'm going to tell everyone what my... Mm, I don't know how many I'll get to. I'm going to say my favorite episodes. I don't have a l- number in my head right now. And I'm not listing them in ranking order. Um, <laughs> my favorite episode, well, one of them is Dance Dance Resolution, which is the second episode of... The second season. Um, and in it, they 
just find out that they're in the bad place again. And so Michael restarts the whole show. And you think, oh, God, we're going to have to start all over again. But they run through what feels like, I can't remember the exact number, but like it's how like, many reboots? It's over, it's 300 something, yeah. isn't it? Over 300 reboots in 15 minutes. They're so funny. Some of my favorite lines come from it. Um, Eleanor refers to Janet as Busty Alexa, which I think is hilarious um, because she doesn't remember anyone's name. Um, Her soulmate is at one point a dog and she refers to Clam Chowder as, um, oh, I meant to look up the exact phrase. Um, Clam Chowder as, as hot hot water with dead animals croutons or something like that yeah it's very funny some of the takes on that show i don't i really don't agree with clem chatter is amazing um and i like froyo too and they really throw shade at frozen yogurt they really do throw shade at frozen yogurt i also do love frozen yogurt however i can also accept that what i really want to be eating is just ice cream Although I don't, I like a frozen yogurt store because I like the topping situation. That they I like have the toppings. On. I like the taste of frozen yogurt. I like, and I, I don't know. I like the the tartness to it. I like it. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone, Ted Danson. Um, <laughs> uh, I've heard people talk uh, Ted Danson because he's now in the Good Place. He mm-hmm. was on Cheers, and he did uh, Bored to Death, that HBO mm-hmm. show. That he might be like the greatest TV actor ever because he's just like. And great things. He's done three just like hugely popular things as like yeah. a lead character. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw it. Julie, uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus as a, a, a second yeah. nominee in my, in like doing Seinfeld and doing Veep. Mm-hmm. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're both, that's similar boats, right? Like doing two like beloved shows. Yeah. And actually doing two like, you know, Seinfeld and Cheers being kind of like uh, general sitcom-y funniness mm-hmm. and then going on to do like a sort of prestige comedy afterwards. Yeah. Pretty freaking cool. He's great. Those are two cool people. <laughs> um, I love Michael. I love the way Ted Danson plays him as like how he can like change the way they're portraying him as like some wacky old man, but then he has like a sinister laugh. Yeah. But then you truly believe his transformation in the second season from a bad bad guy to the yeah. champion of the good guys. I like how he still like like has moments where he acknowledges that he's a demon too. Yeah. Like in like even season three where he's just like, Oh, it's just funny that you humans are this way or whatever. Like, yeah. Just like mo- little things like that. Yeah. Um are pretty pretty clever little mm-hmm. moments. Um I Janet, we have to talk about Janet. The, yes. The episode Janet's um is another episode that's my favorite episode. Um I don't think I've ever watched a TV show besides maybe Crazy Ex-Girlfriend where I was just like this is marvelous film craft. <laughs> I don't know. Marvelous film craft. <laughs> that's my snobby way of saying it. it was a great episode. Janet who is played by Darcy Carden um plays every single character on the show besides Michael. The main characters are uh, are Eleanor, Chidi, Jason, Tahani, and then Janet, who is not a robot, but not a girl. Um, not it's a, like Not a mobster. <laughs> not a mobster. Um, and Michael. And she plays everyone but Michael. And you can tell immediately what's happening just from the way she's standing. 
and it's just really well done and the whole time i was marveled by it i like that the the cool thing about that episode and i don't know that this is how they did it but it felt like they just wrote the episode um not thinking that janet would be playing all the characters because it's one way to to like Right, Janet does an impression of everyone. No. But it's like, no, the parts were written exactly like the characters would have said it. And then they tasked the actress with doing the lines and like sort of an impression. Like, I don't know. It's just like, it's it feels different than saying like, oh, we were going to, re- you know, yeah. write it as if Janet is doing the impression. I don't know if that makes yeah. sense. But it just like, I appreciate it. And I think it really helps like make it feel like she was playing all these different yeah. characters. I read that what they one of the first steps is they did is that they recorded like each like each character played themselves and then mm. she like w- watched the film. Interesting, interesting. Of it. I wonder if they were also not sure if it was going to work so they filmed that and then yeah. they were like, well, we have it uh <laughs> in case this like visually looks like crap or something. Uh cuz who knows. Yeah. That's how I film things. They go, this might look like crap. <laughs> Let's do some more. Um uh, but I'd say those are my two favorite episodes. Um I also I think beyond the fact that I think the characters all care about each other and love each other, um I also think another of my favorite part about the shows and we've discussed this a little bit is just that the show doesn't linger in one area for too long. It like gets in, it gets out, it moves on. It, yeah. Yeah, when I was watching the reboots episode mm-hmm. that you're talking about, I was like, I hope this is in the next five episodes. I hope yeah. this is just this one. But yeah, it does. It it moves very. Every episode is just like episode done. Move on to like a new thing, and each episode feels like they really are like trying a new thing out. Mm-hmm. That's why it's like, yeah, it never drags. It's great. I, I oh God, I wish so many more shows knew to be shorter. Like mm-hmm. each season is whatever, 12 or 13 episodes yeah. or something. It's like, great. If it deserves 12 episodes, do 12. If it deserves 14, do 14. When a show just like is like 22 for no good reason, mm-hmm. it's like so aggravating. Yeah. But good places, it does. it's good. It's like it meters it out well. Um, there's only like 37 episodes so far yeah. in three seasons. That's good. Yeah, it's a good amount. It's going to get it into the good place in my opinion. It's is truly my good place i will not make plans on thursdays so i can watch the good place oh yeah is that what you told me you didn't respond to me when i said we should do an open mic on a thursday no, i said yes <laughs> okay in my head i said yes i don't think you actually said yes to me i think i said oh, i don't remember what i said <laughs> in my head i said yes i mentally put down doing stand-up with matt oh, in okay. my brain okay I can wait to watch it. We'll do it in like three weeks when it's a good place. Season's almost over, right? Like I know. I'm so <laughs> By the time this comes out, it might be over. Um, is it, This comes out two weeks from now. And these episodes come out on Thursdays. Yeah, I think. It's a good place. This might come on the, the day of the last episode. Yeah. So guess what, guys? We're not all the way through. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And I think, I think because it doesn't linger, like, it's exciting to watch. Like, even in the first season... You expect, I would say a conventional TV show, Eleanor doesn't reveal that she's not supposed to be there to everyone until the last episode of the first season. Instead, she does that in like, I don't remember the exact number, but like episode six. Yeah. There's not a lot of waiting around for shit to happen. (laughs) Shirt to happen. Um, Do you still have your good place? Um, 
No, I used to have a good place um, extension for Chrome that would replace swear words with the stuff they would say on the show. Uh, but it was kind of, I think it was like, I think there was some bug in it. It was like reacting kind of weird. And mm. I was like, I don't want my browser to be all screwed up anymore. <laughs> and I like deleted it. I was using it for a while, but then I just, something weird was going on. And I was like, I think it might be this extension. <laughs> and then I said, goodbye. Bye-bye. I did like though that uh, the one the one really random thing it would do um, was on YouTube. Instead of liking or disliking videos, you would send it to the good place or the bad place. <laughs> Which uh, I was like, that's a pretty good. Uh, that's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. If I could just do that one thing and not screw up the rest of my computer, I would. I would have it back. I like good placing and bad placing stuff. Um. Oh, I love this show so much. Um, I like the way they do flashbacks. Although they don't do them so much anymore. Yeah. We don't have to see stuff people on earth as much. Yeah. Although I have, I have feelings of like what I, I have, like now that I know basically the mechanics of the show, mm-hmm. I have predictions of like how certain things are going to come back. Oh, I would love to discuss this. Um, well, yeah. Okay. So I mean, other characters are going to die that they've met on earth. Possibly. Uh, I don't remember her name, but the, the person who's running the, the professor who's running the thing. Oh yes. Chidi, that Chidi dated. Uh, I don't remember her name. Um, or like, um, you know, uh, Jason's friends, mm-hmm. um, and his dad, <laughs> donkey Doug and donkey Doug. Uh, uh, Pillboy. Pillboy. Um, because, well, one inch, so like, on the one hand, it'd be sad that, oh, you find out all the characters end up dying. But in a way they've already explained, the afterlife is like this weird loopy thing. Yeah. So they can play with time however they want. So like, so-and-so, you know, Pillboy can die when he's, you know, 80. Yeah. <laughs> in, on, in Earth years. Mm-hmm. But then he can interact with them as if he's, you know, whatever age he's supposed to yeah. be, young, much younger. <laughs> yeah. Not 80. <laughs> um, so I have a feeling, like, I think that's how they're going to make conflict eventually because, like, I don't know where the show goes, you know. Like, obviously, they keep, like, trying to be in the good place. But, like, at some point, you know, I kind of wondered, do they stay in the good place for some extent, like, period of time mm-hmm. where then they have to deal with some of these other characters coming back? Yeah. I mean, there's an interesting uh, thought um, that, um, you know, they killed, um, Janet kills um, Jason and Tahani to bring them to her void. Yeah. Um, But since they got married and she transferred all of his money to him, like, is Donkey Dung and Pillboy now rich? Because Jason you know next of kin whole thing like yeah. did all their money go to him um so like yeah like seeing him then like dead but it's like he died because he like you know did some rich person thing and it's like he probably dived so into a pool filled with money yeah that would be a way <laughs> uh so like that's i don't know i feel like that's the kind of stuff they'll they'll like loop in from time to time yeah. even if it's not like the a story of a, of a yeah. episode or whatever um I also don't know how the sh- how long the show is going to run. I do feel like it has a, a I mean, 
I mean, it, it's all, I mean, there must be an it's end. It's leading to something. There must be an end, but it's like, yeah. how much can they stretch the middle? Yeah. I guess is what it is. Um, and they're in a tricky place now. <laughs> We're like, I mean, I, ex- I guess I expect there to be a, a twist at the end of this season. I do too. Yeah. Um, to help like really reset something, like s- set something s- backwards in some way. Yeah. Um, which is sort of like the putting them back on earth. Thing. They haven't been, they haven't visited Mindy yet. I love it when they visit Mindy St. Clair, yeah. which is when I'm going to talk about cocaine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Mindy St. Clair is um, in the middle place. Middle place? Yeah. Medium place? Medium place. Um, and so uh, I just love how they make everything medium. Well, they... Oh, you just made a face. I did make a face. It's okay. Um, My tablet battery died. Oh. Um, Sad. I like how they'll, like, how when they're at her place, everything is like, they give her delicious drinks, but it's cold or, or not cold. It's like room temperature or they give her these famous books, but they cut out all the words. Yeah. Um, I do like, that reminds me of, of, uh, neutral Janet. Yeah. Just how she's like, I'm doing great. And I'm also doing terrible (laughs) or whatever. Uh, just having to maintain her, her neutrality. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of the Janet stuff. It's all very. Uh, I love Janet. Mm-hmm. Um, I read once that like a a, a reviewer was like, and Janet, who is a part you wouldn't expect to become so emotional and important, is like one of the best characters and one's best parts of the show. Yeah, well, it's the whole resetting thing. Yeah, because she gets smarter and smarter, or smarter and smarter, girl, and but, uh, more <laughs> amplified. Like, yeah, so she's like truly in love with Jason, which is. The funniest thing. Yeah. Because it started off as I can't fall in love and all that stuff. Yeah. And then it becomes real. Yeah. Um, I liked being in her void and seeing her Jason, uh, her Jason shrine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I liked how he referred to it. Jason later referred to it as her diary. And I was yeah. like, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Just thinking of like a weird thing in a giant void. Yeah. In a diary. I like how Jason is sometimes really wise, although he's still an idiot. Yeah, he just have like little moments of yeah. of stuff. Um, I think one of my favorite parts of the reboots episode was when Michael gets mad because Jason figures it out. Oh yeah, <laughs> even he figured. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the reboots one has some really good quick hits. Yeah. You already fi- wait a minute. Is this the bad place? And it's like it took you thirty seconds to figure it out. It, yeah. Yeah. Um. I also so. Many of my TV shows that I I love are like Parks and Rec and Thirty Rock, but Parks and Rec probably more so. Mm-hmm. Um, Another Michael Schur yeah production. And I think the best part about both of them is that the characters just care about each other. Um, yeah, that's all. The characters care about each other. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Started on The Office, mm-hmm. then went and did Parks and Recreation, mm-hmm. then did Brooklyn Nine Nine. Nine Nine. And then another show where the characters care about each other. A good place. Um, he did. He was on The Office and then started doing Parks and Recreation with Greg Daniels. Got his start writing episodes of The Simpsons. He wrote some of the best episodes of The Simpsons. These are some. These are two writers I really like. And I used to read Michael Schur's blog before he was anyone. And it was a bo- blog about sports broadcasting that he went under his name Ken Tremendous, which is what his Twitter handle is. 
And at the end of every episode of The Good Place, it says Fremulon on the screen. And that was his like fake business he ran on this blog was Fremulon, like insurance, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so as a writer of this blog, he had this whole character. His name is Ken Tremendous. He was an insurance person or whatever. He lived in Kansas, all this stuff. But then he would just like write these funny things about mm-hmm. sports and I was a huge fan of that. And then one day he was like, we're retiring the blog. We're all going to go. Or like two of us are writing for the office now. (laughs) And I was like, wait a minute. These guys who wrote for this one thing I liked reading actually also write for this other thing I really like. And then he went and did all these great things. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I found his, I followed his comedy quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to get out there about The Good Place? Everyone should watch it. I think I'm successfully making all of my friends watch it. Yeah. It's a good watch. And if you listen to this and you feel like any of that's been spoiled, I, I have the realization that's like the moments are cool, but it's the show doesn't rely on the moments. I don't think so. I think the first season maybe does. But I think <laughs> like after that, it's like, oh, yeah, you can just watch. And even like it's just they're not even talking about it that much. Like they don't talk about like, Oh, you tricked us that whole time. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, it gets brought up sometimes, but like, it's not like a recurring thing where like, they're just like constantly throwing it in your face. The twist. Um, is the second season your favorite season? Uh, maybe I I don't really, I guess, I don't know. I I love the second season. I, I, I don't, I haven't really put, uh, too much thought into ranking the seasons. Um, I mean, I do think the first season's kind of on the slower side until the twist. And then it's nice that in the second season, there is the twist. Or like yeah. we're seeing all the results. And this third season's cool. I guess maybe I do like the second better because I, I do like a lot of the... I like a lot of the bad play stuff that happens. I like the mean people in the... You were talking about how okay. kind everyone's, but I love the mean people in um, the bad place. They're, they're like such a funny... Oh, that's one of my favorite episodes is probably season one when the people from the bad place yeah. show up um like adam uh, scott as adam a terrible scott yeah and some of those other people and like bad janet i like bad janet <laughs> i love bad janet um, um and then i do like some of that stuff like from season two where like some of that bad stuff bad the, the bad play stuff comes back i like in the when the bad place does karaoke with just speeches by terrible men mm. or terrible leaders in the past i think that's very funny the yeah. good place is good at like small stuff i think like yeah. Hmm. Like, how would the bad place do karaoke? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> there was one part where there was like, it, they were like, this is the last song of the night. It's this song over this song or something. And I was like, what another funny, just playing two songs at the same yeah. time. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's some good third season stuff too. Yeah, I like the third. I when like Adam, when Adam Scott comes back, Ugh. it's like, that whole like episode is really good too. And you also think he's going to stick around for a while and then he's not. He's just there for one episode. He's a busy dude. There's a lot of people who just come on and guest yeah. for like one episode or two episodes and you almost expect them to be around for like four. Yeah. And they're just like, nope, I did one. Yeah. I want more Andy Daly. Oh, yeah, he's like so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he doesn't play an overly top, over the top funny person in this show, mm-hmm. but... Uh, yeah, a lot of good guest stars. Jason Manzoukas. Oh, I love it whenever the Zooks, the Zooks is on the loose. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sure, everybody go watch it. I like that his um, uh, 
man parts are chimes wind chimes yeah, wind yeah. Chimes. and then you can hear them sometimes like yep. over a phone call or something and you're yeah. like, okay um okay you yeah. feeling good i'm feeling good i love the good place okay i don't want i never wanted to stop good place to talk complete good place to talk done um we have some corrections this is from episode 40 which is the one with um, women in improv and it's from katie abate episode 40 I agree wholeheartedly with Matt on the issue of the lazy river. I don't like roller coasters and crazy rides, though, so that could be why. That was to me saying I don't like lazy river because I don't get the point, but you like them. Yeah, they're fun. (laughs) They're relaxing. Hey, why do you drink tea to relax? Yeah, but I'm not going to get sunburned. If you drink tea in the sun, you will. But I'm not drinking tea in the sun. Maybe you are. Sometimes. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, I would drink tea on a lazy river. Oh, God. And then the second one is Justin Timberlake's first solo album was called Justified, and it came out in 2002. I thought, I'm loving it, per our discussion of I'm Mm -hmm. loving it. The McDonald's catchphrase. McDonald's catchphrase was on that album, which I obviously own. But after some research, research, the song was written by Pharrell, performed by JT, and specifically written for McDonald's. Wild. Yeah, it's for McDonald's. (laughs) It was released as a single in 2003. Yeah. There you go. So old. Um. Okay, I think that's it for our episode. That's it. Right. Go, please go watch the good place. Go watch the good place. Um, you know, check us out. Uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, review. Email us at TBD Podcast with anything you want to say to us at gmail dot com. Uh, and uh, you know, check us out on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. This has been. The good place. The good place. Uh, my name is Matt Armando. Uh, I have been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD. With Matt and Emily. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We'll miss you. <laughs>